welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What is up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? That's what we're here for. Worlds Collide. Tony Vela, WrestlingTradingCards.com. Myself What's up? from Jabronis R Us. Oh, wait. I mean, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. Oh, no. I, I don't hook up with Jabronis. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> All right. So, Tony, I'm going to spit some names out here at you. 52 Mantle. 86 Flair Jordan. 79 OPG Wayne Gretzky. T206 Honus Wagner. These are all very iconic cards. How does yeah, that apply yeah. to wrestling? Oh boy. Well, that should be pre- for those of us who've been in the market or in the hobby for a long time, that should be pretty pretty clear, I would think. But I'm assuming that we're going to be talking about this particular thing uh, for a lot of people who are probably just getting into the hobby. Yeah, I think uh, I, I still field questions all the time. People actually just while we were recording a minute ago, a uh, guy reached out on Twitter. He's like, hey, I just watched your video with Gelman. You just convinced me to buy WWE Prism. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what? That's, that, that's exactly what we're here to do. Just educate, get information out there, whether you agree with us, disagree. Again, giving perspective and information. So today, as the title suggests, we're going to talk about iconic wrestling cards and sets. What does iconic mean? To me, iconic is the cards I just named, you know, the Fleer Jordan, the 52 Mantle, 79 OPG, of course, that Honus Wagner card, and there's mm-hmm. much, much more out there. But these are cards that um, they can fit in anyone's collection. They're just, I, they're, they've tra- they transcend almost trading cards themselves into pieces of art or being iconic images for whatever reason. Maybe uh, you're going to look at this from an investment standpoint, and these are like your uh, Amazon stock or your Apple stock. Like, I hate to put it that way. Because, you know, I, I I definitely like to collect the cards, but we can't deny the monetary value of these things. Of course. So d- that's just why I wanted to compare those to those stocks. So these we're going to talk about some cards and sets today that I feel personally can fit in anyone's collection, whether maybe you're a fan of them, I would hope, uh, or maybe it's an era you grew up with. Maybe it's a specific set from an organization from a time period that got you into wrestling or sends you back to that time when you were growing up as a kid. There's just so many different reasons, but that's what we're talking about today. Have I missed anything on this opening intro, Tony? Um, I don't think you missed anything, but I don't even know if it's necessarily about that would fit in anybody's collection because everybody collects differently. Um, but I think these are the most, what we're going to cover here today is probably things that people should know about that are the most recognizable things within our hobby. Good point. That uh, maybe you don't want to collect that. It doesn't want to be in your collection. Uh, but these are all the names you gave are like the pinnacle, as were uh, in the majority of people's uh, minds, the pinnacle of that particular genre of trading cards. Um, and we have some of those things, those things in wrestling cards too. For those who are just getting into this hobby for the first time, coming back after a long time, and just like, hey, what have I missed? Uh, I think we're going to try and cover some of the things that we think and feel, and again, your list may change and may be different, that uh, whether you want it in your collection or not, these are some of the 
these are our Gretzky's. These are our, uh, you know, uh, mantles. These are our, you know, as all the names, Jordans like that. So, you know, I think that's important to know these things. Maybe these are things that you want to achieve and, and your goals. Who knows? And it's a good thing you said that I also want to kind of, I'm not going to retract what I said, but I still think they're good in anybody's collection, but maybe that's because looking at it from a value perspective, maybe you don't sure. collect them, but if you know these things, you could maybe buy them or trade for them and then sell them and then buy what you do want to collect. Sure. Absolutely. They, so, they, they, these Holy grails within our, within our hobby could maybe be not a Holy grail to you, but a stepping stone for you to get to something that is considered Holy grail for you. Not even in this hobby, maybe you want to buy a house or a car. Or something. Yeah. Some of these could do that. I think at some point. Yep. yep. Let's kick it off. Uh, obviously this is probably a no brainer for many, but I'm going to talk about the big three of the 82 all-stars Hogan yep. flair Andre, um, whether or not they're a rookie card, that's still debated, but uh, the market's kind of decided that these are the cards to own of these three guys. What do you think? Yep. 100%. I mean, the whole set itself. I mean, I don't, I, I know we have our notes and stuff like that, how we want to discuss this like that, but I think it's okay to cross between each one. Sure. Is, that, is that okay? Or Yeah. Um, and I think that, that, that those three cards get, should they stand out on their own, obviously, but they should be lumped in with those particular sets as well. All three of those sets, uh, because those are, those three are all iconic sets within our hobby. Those are really kind of compared to as, uh, you know, the 52, you know, mm -hmm. uh, tops like that. So, um, it, it, they're, they're, they're crucial. They're important in our hobby. Uh, whether you're someone who just thinks they don't have any eye appeal to them or not, or if you think that, yeah. uh, they're, they're not attractive. They are what they are, though, in our hobby. They are from a time frame in, a, in, a, in, in the hobby itself, in, in the industry itself, that was definitely simpler. Uh, they were, you know, obviously not meant and created. I don't think anything's really created. These cards back then are created like, I'm creating this card set within mind that's going to be worth a lot of money. Someday. Right. Um, it just happened to be that way because these are three iconic figures that you've just named. Uh, part of an iconic iconic set that just sort of um, you know became bigger than anybody ever expected it would be, and this is something that uh, a lot of people, you know, even some of our big time collectors don't have these cards in their cards in their car collection because they didn't jump on it then, thinking it'd always be around, and then it became a very popular and uh, pricey thing for them. They're like, I don't have my set, can't afford it right now. Um, these are iconic, big time. These are the definition of iconic, 100%. Yeah. And real quick, a couple caveats I want to say before we move on to the next one. Um, and this this may be a long show. I don't know. And that's fine. I hope strap in. You know, we're full of information to <laughs> hopefully entertain you guys. But I, I do want to say that there's a there's a huge contingent of people out there. Uh, I, okay, I'm going to backtrack again. I need to be transparent. This is my favorite wrestling card set of all time. The reason it is, is I connect so much with wrestling history. A lot of these guys that i wasn't uh, they were either past their prime or i was like you know an infant when they were wrestling still in the 80s but when i go back and i watch wrestling from the 80s and from the 70s and some of the six anything i could find online that i may have missed there's just something magic about some of those eras and the angles and the storytelling that i just don't see in modern wrestling i'm not one of the guys that craps on modern wrestling because i like all of it i like a variety it's like a buffet but that's one reason I'm so dedicated to this set and why I love it so much. And that being said, there's a huge contingent out there that are sick of seeing these. You know, they see them on social yeah. media all the time. Like it's the same plain card with the same plain design. 
And I, I get that perspective. You know, we, we like, again, I like variety. You like variety. Everybody mm-hmm. likes variety, but you can't deny the iconic stature of this set and the names that are in it. I'm sorry. Correct. It is the wrestling card set. It is 100% it is. Um, it's just that the market's also dictated that it may not be your wrestling card set. Um, uh, but it's, it, as far as our hobby is concerned, it is the card set out there. And, um, one no, other thing I want to say too, before we move on to the next one, I do have something planned for Patreon exclusive, and it's going to going to tie into this set as well as using wrestling cards to learn about wrestling history. That's all I'll say about that. Keep if you know, keep your eyes open for a possible trailer that I'm putting together on that, and maybe some Patreon exclusive stuff. So, moving on, this is a personal pick of mine, but I know other people feel this way too. The 1994 Action Packed Undertaker and Macho Man autographs. It's the first ever wrestling card pack pullable autographs. The first wrestling card. Well, I, I guess if you want to, do we want to count the, what is it? The, the legends set that came out before this. The 91 imagines, but that's done only through a factory set. You, it's, so do we either, count either, that? Either, either, no, either you knew you were getting it or you didn't. It depending on what kind of set you bought. There were three different versions of that set, a base set with no autographs, another set that uh, they had like five autographs and then like the premium set that had all eight autographs right. in it. I don't really qualify. I mean, even though those names are great, you got Captain Lou Albano and Bruno San Martino and Lou Thez and Buddy Rogers. I mean, there's, there's just legendary Nick Killer Kowalski, uh, you know, Ivan Koloff. There's a lot of legendary names in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you on this one. As far as a pack pulled autograph card, first time ever pack pulled autograph card, this is an amazing uh, two cards to have. And the real caveat here to me, autographs nice i love it the serial numbering yep it's the first ever wrestling card serial number card and it's to 500 modern collectors are going to say oh 500 that's you know that that's like a baron corbin card now like there's you know tons of the but what people don't understand is that you know go on ebay right now go on any auction house try to find some of these there's not 500 of them out there no because people who have them don't want to let them go which is, which is kind of the, the, we've talked about this many times before in the past too, where it's, you know, that's the thing with wrestling cards that people don't like to let these things go. Once they've gotten that card, um, it's hard to find it again because they don't want to put them back out in the wild again. Um, and that's what these cards too, there might be, might be a serial number to 500, but first of all, that doesn't even say that all 500 have been found yet either because there's still sealed that's product true. out there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've got, I've got one of each and uh, you know, there, there would be available for like life-changing money, but I, maybe I'm one of those guys that like, you know, I'm not going to not sell it, but I also don't plan on selling it anytime soon. Transitioning into the next card I wanted to talk about, which is the same exact thing. And I'm so happy that I finally got one recently and I know it might not be a huge card to some people, but to me, it took a lot of work to get to it, to just acquire one and then be able to have the funds or, cards to trade into it to get it 1998 comic images the rock autograph first pack pullable card for and like one of the only cards that he's autographed ever by redemption sir by yeah. redemption oh <laughs> that's my mistake once again then <laughs> it's by redemption i There's think i got out- that confused with the um the scorpion king redemption that's also by redemption okay. See, I was thinking Scorpion King was Redemption, and then this one was Packful. Now, the Doom one, which is also the only one he signed as Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, the Doom one, 
I don't know if those were actually pack pullable or they were also by redemption. You're talking about an Inkworks product. Inkwork was, Inkworks was also notorious for taking their higher end names and putting them by redemption. For the most part, the higher end names, but they would have a few others that because of whatever, they're getting them back in time kind of thing. But um, that set, you know, The Rock was the only one from Scorpion King that was uh, by redemption. I, I take that back. Brendan Fraser was too, I think. Um, so uh, from uh, Mummy Returns. But yeah, I mean, that my redemption. You weren't you weren't gonna buy a, a box of Scorpion King and then uh, and then oh my god I pull a, a rock autograph because I know I pulled one I pulled a redemption force like that send it in sorry we don't have any more and they get me somebody else from Scorpion King of course <laughs> yeah I, I've come then I came you know years later I came to understand and realize why that was and the whole conspiracy story for not, another day <laughs> story for another day so but um yeah I mean it's a it's a great card to have I mean iconic man it's just uh the biggest star on the planet um if you want to I take this from a nostalgia perspective it's got that giant raw is war banner in the background oh yeah he's given the samoan drop to road dog i mean come on that's just like straight up attitude era 100 and it's just um it's it's you know a modern day holy grail for, for some people i guess in the sense that it's just it's the rock i mean come on it's the rock he's the biggest superstar on the planet and um that's that's got nowhere to go but up man these last three cards that we've talked well more than three but the last three kind of main topics we've talked about with these cards i was so focused on those that tony pointed out to me before we got started you've got a major omission on the list <laughs> and that would be we're going to tie in the sets with these cards 2002 flare royal rumble of course it's got the big four rookie cards batista john cena brock lesnar Randy Orton, or should I say Deacon Batista? I think it says Deacon, Deacon Batista, Batista. Yeah, yeah. And, but it, you know, it's, it's those four cards that drive right. the set, though. The set itself is, it's it's a, oh, you know, decently designed type of set, slight little bit of embossed type of feeling to it as well. Um, it's also one but, of those sets like um, the 06, uh, which we'll probably talk about eventually. The 06 uh, Heritage Chrome, which has like no. That one doesn't have big rookies, but it's like loaded with names. This one's also yeah. loaded with names. It's loaded with names, but uh, the, the key four are what drives this set. And I know that, uh, you know, Paul Anun from uh, the Wrestling Card Price Guide, please, everybody, please visit that website. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's loaded with information and, and, and it will give you an idea, a, a, a guide, as it's called, a price guide of, uh, you know, some values of cards like that. Um, and, uh, you know, we keep a track of this for the last year now. We've been keeping track of this particular card set and it is maintained and then made a little, a little bit of a steady increase. It's around a $200 base set for a base set of common cards around 200 bucks. Uh, and it's driven because of these four cards. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, this is going to be the modern day equivalent to something of possibly an all-stars type of thing where it's got, you know, three, four big names in it uh, with a lot of other talent. But, you know, 20, 30 years down the road from now, these are going to be super, super uh, hard to come by. Moving on to the next one. Uh, this You could put this as an iconic set. I It is from like a legacy branding standpoint. The set itself, I'm not the biggest fan of. 1985 tops. And of course, we're talking about Hulk Hogan, card number one. Many people consider this the rookie card because they want to go to the Beckett thing and it's pack pull that didn't come out of a sealed set out of a magazine. Like they all, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've heard. Do it you all, like, but... do you like card number one over card number 16 only because it's number one 
but it's the same exact card yellow with a different I, color background. I, I also like the yellow because it just matches his gimmick a little bit more like i know okay. that's a very very tiny minuscule thing but it's just something doesn't matter it's an interesting point actually yeah that's it's the first card in the first set from wwf and tops we know that legacy but again yeah the yellow background just it's it, and it's, it's a great image like i just love this card um clearly it's not the 82 but it's right there by it in my opinion yeah. it's a nice set nice. I, I, overall it's a, it's a nice set slide but understandable for this card yeah 1991 you know what we're going with merlin and classic undertakers you, yeah. you gotta have you it's like pokemon you gotta catch them all because they're all cool all. like eh, okay so maybe there's a couple of action shot ones that are just like so so but man there's so many good undertaker cards in both of these sets yes 100 percent. love the sets and then uh you know keep in mind though too uh, since you're talking about 91 classic you know there's two versions of that set there's the uh, u.s version and the european version so um, well and then you could also break down merlin even further well merlin's yeah. going to be english italian and german right. so but uh, I, I sent a bunch of stuff to PSA uh, of a lot of 91 uh, Italian version of Merlin. I was surprised to see that uh, the more popular one is German edition. It seems to be the most popular one that's uh, on the PSA registry. I um, think probably because those are the ones that are being able to be found a little bit more recently. Like most of the singles that I have seem to be the German ones. Yeah, most of mine are Italian. Hmm. I mean, I have German, I have German and English as well, but most of the ones I have uh, by far margin is Italian. And the last kind of section of cards, and you'll understand why I'm saying this is super fractors, which is kind of more of a modern thing we've seen in the last, like probably 15 years. And basically that's the one of one, like gold vinyl, shiny stuff. And whether it's an auto or whether it's just the, you know, base or whatever, super fractors have become like go out there and you can find, well, for those of you who are unfamiliar, if you're new, super fractors are one of ones. It's the only one out there, gold vinyl. Most of the time, sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll do a different parallel or whatever, but go out there and look at some of the mid tier to low tier talent in the WWE and look at what their super fractors are going for. It's, it's really amazing. So, but when you stop and think about it, you're like, okay, well, it is one of one. Like it's the only one out there. Of course, it's going to bring a high price, but um, you know, maybe like the super fractors themselves become almost like precious metal gems for yep. basketball, where if you go out and you even buy some of the lower end, low, low, bad condition, lower tier names in the basketball precious metal gems, several hundred to several thousand dollars, maybe that could be something with the super fractors we're already starting to see. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I mean, we've already seen the numbers kind of go up anyways. We've seen monster uh record setting numbers and and for wrestling cards uh because of super fractors um it's it's just uh you know even going back to the early 2006 tops chrome you know tops mm -hmm. chrome shout out to <laughs> there. um uh it's just you know those not, the cards are going for for crazy money now that never used to be that way but the the age of parallels you know when we first started doing podcasting i was very uh clear like i don't like parallels I don't like them because there's too many to chase after like And over this time, because of things like this, having these kind of conversations with other people, uh, I've changed my tune over it. It's like that. I like the parallels now. Um, uh, and people are looking at parallel cards, no matter what level they are, whether it be their just refractors, X-fractors, superfractors, yeah. uh, atomic fractor, whatever you want to call them. Um, they, you know, these things are outselling autograph cards, high-end, you know, it doesn't matter what number they are on the autograph cards. 
um, uh, they're doing really well because, you know, it just seems to be the, I don't know if it's the, the cool thing now uh, or because there's no discrepancies or any um, controversy about like, well, did that person really sign that card? I don't want that kind of, I'd rather go over here and not to worry about an autograph signature on there. And I don't like stickers anyways, you know, kind of thing. Um, so these super it's, fractors and all fractors have become very popular. It's also actually, it's a great point. You brought that up. It's also actually a true scarcity to the item. 100%. And, and you're not, you're not having somebody coming out here. Oh, well, it's a pop one. Well, yeah. It's, it's a pop one of something no one cares about, but that's why it's a pop one. Cause no one else has graded it. Cause no one wants it. On the flip side, you know, these super fractors are one of ones. They already have built in scarcity because they are one of one. <laughs> and they look amazing. They, do, like, they look amazing. Absolutely. Like, go ahead and give me all of your Miz super fractors because, <laughs> you know, I'm the like, yeah, that's, and that's the thing. Like, I think we may get to a point where people start going after the super fractors of talent that they don't even care about because like, it's the rarity of the item and the card. And they know that like, it, it's just got this, collectability yeah, if, if, and if attachment I could, to If it. I could pick up a super fractor of, of Dexter Loomis, oh, I yeah. would. Yeah. I totally would. Because I guarantee you it's probably not getting this, uh, you know, the love of other super fractors probably, but I still take it because I think that's going to go up. Uh, best example I can give you recently at the time of recording. Um, and also I want to take one second to also say that if you guys are listening to these podcasts, well, first off, if you are listening, thank you. Thank you for listening <laughs> and please subscribe and tell somebody about the show. But me and Tony, as you guys know, are super, super busy, and we have to record these things in batches. So sometimes if you're listening to this and something seems out of date or it seems out of order, that's probably why. So I just wanted to put that out there. Now, that being said, at the time of recording, uh, I've got a video coming out in one day about it. It's the Wrestling Card Market Watch for February of 2022. There's a Shotzi Blackheart Superfractor Auto in there, almost $2,000. Shotzi Blackheart. She's got a fan base. Yep. But not like the top tier name that you, you know, it's not a Charlotte Flair. It's not a Roman Reigns, but $2,000 is still pretty good. for. That's really good. Yeah. So that, that tells you where the super fractor market was going, but um, is there any other single cards of notes you can think of that maybe I have missed? I'm sure I have. And um, you know, you guys listening can reach out to us on social media if you'd like, and let us know where we're wrong what your opinions are, but Tony, you got to, I'm sure, else? I'm sure someone will probably point out like, well, you forgot about this one. And I mean, uh, that becomes personal favorites, I think, but I, no, I, I think these are this little short list we have here are probably, you know, they, they've got to be the tops of iconic mm -hmm. wrestling cards and just about anybody's, you know, uh, who's done any kind of research or has been this hobby at all for any experiment, period of time uh, should know that these are probably the most iconic ones i think i i'm sure there's probably one or two we probably missed somewhere but uh you know i i'd be happy this was the li only list i was able to go off with i'd be happy with this list <laughs> let's move on to sets and the reason i say sets is tony's talked about buying sets for his store so mm -hmm. people can come in that are new to wrestling cards or want to get back in whatever it is they can pick up a whole set from an era they grew up with uh, maybe it's a modern set and it's for their kid getting their kid and there's so many different ways that i think complete sets can kind of be important or be gateways whether it's nostalgia to get people back in maybe it's just getting people into wrestling cards whatever it is sets are good for that i know um set collecting is 
not really as big of a deal nowadays as it used to be. But set registries are, that's something that we both seen uh, rise mm -hmm. in popularity of people trying to put together set registries. So something to think about as we talk about some of these sets, we already mentioned the All-Stars. We already mentioned the FLIR Royal Rumble 2002. Mm -hmm. Let's kick off with a controversial debate potentially right off the bat. Let's talk about 2006 Heritage Chrome and 2014 Chrome, which yep. most people think is the first Chrome. And me and Tony are out here waving the flag like, nope, nope. Actually, wow. there was one in 06. Yep, one in 06, one in 07. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, but, you know, kind of going back a little bit to uh, set collectors and introducing people to sets to, you know, maybe become a bridge to something else. Set collecting uh, or selling sets to people who've never collected wrestling cards, it might be the, the gateway for them to go into being a, a player collector. They bought a set. They found someone they like in that set. Now they have a base set that maybe they'll just pass on to somebody else. But you know what? I like this, you know, John Morrison card in this set. It's like that. I'm going to go be a John Morrison collector going, going forward kind of thing. So it could just parlay into something else uh, entirely besides sets. But um, 06 and 14, I'm not as familiar with the 14 set only because it's uh, past the time that I was heavily collecting. I know of it, obviously, in the key components of it's like that. But 06, I was really heavy, and I'm so happy to see that set actually getting some of the love that it uh, kind of deserves. It's got a very nice uh, look to it. Um, and it's, again, it's not chalk with any rookies in it. Now, there's no rookies in this set, like, you know, an O2 Fleer set, but it's got like, it's a who's who of legends in that set. I mean, you got Hogan, you got Flair, you got a whole legend subset. It is missing Andre. <laughs> um, but I think it's got superstar Billy Graham, Million Dollar Man. It's got all these different people, and it's like that, and including The Rock and Stone Cold and yep. John Cena and Batista. And it's just, uh, you know, there's so many great names in that set. And it's uh, it's starting to pick up, you know, some steam at, at the time of this recording. So, yeah, it's, and I think it's going to continue to keep going. Some of the complaints that I've heard against it is that they don't like the um, horizontal design. Horizontal like, to just... horizontal. <laughs> Come on. I mean, okay. I, I get it. I, I don't like vertical. I don't like horizontal. You know what? Oh. I, I think that's a huge thing I've heard. The other thing is the lack of parallels, which I actually am the opposite. I think this is perfect because you've got refractor, X fractor. Well, yeah, you, you have a base chrome set, right. which in itself is also very cool to have. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a flagship product of, of, tops okay because that's tops chrome type chrome um and then you're going to have your refractors like you said x fractors x -fractors. But then here's where it gets interesting is the super fractors yes because most modern we just talked about the super fractors being yeah. one of ones but in this set they're out of 25, 25. they look identical to modern yeah. day super fractors they have the same like gold vinyl design thing sure very very cool cards and um even the refractors like these things are starting to get expensive and I wonder if that's because there are actually less to collect than there are, you know, with what we're going to see with Panini and we've seen with Tops, where there's so many parallels of different guys. I, I don't say know. by far, I believe this product line itself is going to be a lot less. Um, and, you know, there's a lot, there's not a whole lot of sealed product to go out and find anymore of that product, yeah. if at all. And um, some guys, because some guys didn't know because Tops, some of those cards were hard to tell if you had a regular set or a refractor set. Like you knew you had an X, you had an X fractor. You knew that. 
because it stood out completely. So unless you're like, oh, well, unless I had the light on it and that rainbow tint, but it also says refractor right across the back too. And very That's small true. font, mind you, very small font, um, not to take away from the design of the back. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes people would go and merge those in. Like I would go through and look at some uh, sets. I used to have those sets in quantity. Mm-hmm. I would go through and find out, oh my God, I put a freaking Batista refractor inside this regular base set. I shouldn't do that. I have to swap it out. Right. That happens. And the, I guess, you know, we mentioned the 2014, which uh, I can't, is that, is that have the rookie cut? Is that the uh, Roman Reigns rookie? It's got to be Roman Reigns, I believe. Roman, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, I I believe. I get like 13, 14, and 15 jumbled up for some reason. It's it's somewhere in that era right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are the guys who are driving that product. The big thing with this one, and I've heard multiple people talk about it, is the gold refractors. We've seen the, um, I guess, pardon the pun, but the gold rush on the gold refractors yeah. in like pretty much all chrome sets. And uh, Hogan is in this one, and that's like his only gold chrome cart. It's the only yeah. gold refractor that he's got. So, um, and then we've heard, uh, I believe Adam Gelman talked about how the 14 set was like produced way less than some yep. of the other ones. And so that adds into it. But either one of these sets, like there's iconic names, there's legends, there's rookie cards. Um, well, not so much in the 06, but in the 14, there's a lot of cards that people like to chase after that are more modern. So um, anything else we missed that you think we should talk about with these Chrome sets? No, and I think it's all the Chrome sets, uh, even the uh, 07 Chrome from the Heritage 2. Mm-hmm. Um that's a beautiful design that's getting a lot of love uh, as well these days uh, because it's not horizontal, it's a vertical. Um, and it's just, um, it's got almost uh, you know, pretty much the same uh, roster list yeah. from the year before. So, you know, pick your choice, which one you want, 06 or 07. Um, they're both great, great sets. Now moving on to probably Tony's favorite set. And uh, like there might be a little bit of like biasness to this, but the, uh, 1991 WCW Impel. I can already see. <laughs> don't make fun of my uh, with my with my print runs here, okay? <laughs> People don't seem to mind that I just keep cranking them out because they're still gobbling them up. <laughs> and this is this is exactly why I want to talk about it. Well, this... it's an iconic set because of design. I think it's an iconic set because of design. So yes. many other independent card sets out there have 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 parodied the set. There's Absolutely. so many people yeah. out there paying homages from PWG to Outbreak Wrestling to Legends of Hamburg. There's all these different independent card sets out there that said, I love that Panini, that, uh, that Impel set. Um, and it's just, it's what I grew up on. I remember those times. I remember I watched WCW back then, early 91. I was a kid and I love it. You know, that's what I grew up on. It's just, it's iconic because of design. It's the first, it's technically the first year, if you don't count like the board game cards, the first year of WCW. That's their first cards. We had this and they had the, the market was championship marketing. Championship marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One interesting fact that kind of just drives home what you said is uh, again, at the time of recording, it's WrestleMania week. Steiner brothers were just announced for the WWE hall of fame. And guess what was all over social media? Impel cards. Yeah. All the Impel cards of the Steiners are just floating up my stream. Like this. And, and that just, I knew we were going to be recording tonight as I was seeing those. I'm like, yep, that's, that's exactly why. I mean, um, you know, you could consider the, there's a couple, I know there's a one other name or two, I think in there, but I know for a fact, the Brian Pillman in this set, most people, consider, Brian, yep. 
most people consider that his definitive rookie card or rookie year. So anything between this and championship marketing, but um, there's just iconic names. First WCW set, lots of cool Rick. One of my favorite Ric Flair cards ever is in this. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, I don't know that you want to count. I think you should count it, but the sting hologram, which yep. is just such a nineties thing. That's like almost has the shroud of mystery around it yep. based on, was it in the packs? Was it a case hit? Was it a dealer incident? Like, we don't know. Yeah, but uh, just iconic set, and uh, you and Paul, you guys are still keeping track of some of these numbers, and uh, they are a little bit, which up, is surprising. Down, you, but... you, you go to Paul; Paul will tell you, even to this day, uh, the number one viewed uh, price page on his website is WCW Impel. Over by far, eclipses the uh, eighty two eighty three All Stars, eclipses uh, any Chrome set by far. It's the Impel uh, set for whatever weird reason gets more views than any other page on his website. And I've said this too, and maybe you have a different experience than I do, but I'll get your opinion on it. When I was a kid and I was going through the card shops, say like mid nineties, looking for basketball, mainly looking for Shaq and Rodman and all the, you know, packs, whatever I was doing, like whether it was a flea market an LCS, it doesn't matter where it is. If there were cards you could guarantee you were going to find some packs of 1991 Impel. And I like, even to this day, like you can go out and still find those packs out in boxes. You can find sealed boxes. Sure. Yes. And- I, I, I do keep the car washes and uh, the local liquor markets packed full of these WCW Impel cards. You just answered the question. So yeah. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable that you can still be, you know, pushing out, print runs like these for a product that's 30 years old but that's amazing if it ain't broke why fix it (laughs) that's true hopefully you can find replacement parts for your printer if that ever breaks but Ah, moving on we've already touched on the fleer um here's a new one actually the next three that i have on the list are all modern i know for all of you people out there that think oh these two old curmudgeons all they want to do is talk about vintage stuff nope not true we've got some modern stuff 2019 all in i mean pretty self-explanatory uh i think it's you know it's it's technically a ring of honor but then it's the first aew event before aew but then aew bought ring of honor it's a 2018 set though i've seen both years like i've seen people refer to it on both years so i just put 2019 but um again Tony's calling me out for something I, I said that was probably wrong. And that's, hey, you know, perspective. That's fine. I'm never afraid to be wrong. But I think it's interesting, the popularity that we've seen on this. Like, uh, you know, you, we were, you remember there was a huge run on these. Like, people. Oh, yeah. They, and still to this day, like, it seems like people want the set. But then they don't want to pay the price that it's going for. Or they like just want singles so they don't want to buy the complete set so they'll go like buy singles from a set that someone's broke up and then get it signed or what have you like it's kind of all over the place and you know there are people who are like well this technically um this isn't the first aew because it doesn't say aew and there's a lot of stuff behind it um then there's the is this the mjf rookie is it is mjf rookie in the limitless stuff is it in something else like it just interesting set and a lot of stuff surrounding this set but let's also point out about this set it's not even the rarest of indie card sets 
not even by a long shot. Oh, no. We have yeah. we have so many of these indie card sets. There's a print run of alleged print runs. We don't want to talk about that. I have a whole different conversation about alleged print runs. Um, yeah, we know have, you would with your Impel stuff. You got well, going well and plus I I actually have you know I have facts to back up my claims <laughs> about particular card sets that actually are way beyond what their alleged print run was. Right. So um, uh, Hammerstone. Um, I um. Uh, Unlike other card sets where there's 100, 150, 200, some cases 300. Hell, let's even take a couple of those GCW sets, a 600 and some odd number, 610 print run of the card sets done. No, not all in. There's 2,500 on the print run for all in. And yet it's still commanding as much money as it is as one of those card sets that has only 200 print runs. Right. Numbers wise, well, there's more of it out there. I should be able to find it easier. Yet yeah. people aren't. Yeah, and uh, leads really good into this next topic, which is 2021 Upper Deck AEW first edition. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that I still see a demand for the all in? Um, but but do you think that maybe the Upper Deck AEW stuff is kind of watered down? The I don't. I don't think it's watered down. I, I'm seeing people gravitating towards every type of release they put out. I mean, Upper Deck did something strategic on how they did it. Uh, I don't care about any controversies that anybody might want to say or bring up about how they, their print run is or what they did. Uh, the fact of the matter is, it was a highly anticipated card set. It came out, and you're talking, by the way, I'm not going to sit here and speak like I'm some AEW mark, because I have never watched a single episode of AEW <laughs> in my life, okay? Um, Very I, transparent. I'm, I love it. I'm just letting you know that um, uh, I'm a fan of what I see highlight wise. And I keep, I, I, again, like everything else, I treat it like sports center. So I just kind of go and get all my highlights. Um, uh, there was a lot of buildup to this release. It lived up to the buildup, even though the box prices became a controversy. And boy, don't you guys wish you're paying those box prices now? Hmm, not so bad compared to Prism now, is it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's just, um, it had a lot of buildup to it yeah. and it lived up to that buildup because it brought a lot of people into the hobby who had never collected before, whether it be a divide of WWE versus AEW, don't care. All I care about is in the hobby, it brought eyeballs on our hobby and uh, they put out hobby. Then they put out blaster boxes. Then they put out, now it's all on through uh, uh, the EPACs. That, that's been huge. I'm shocked at how big of a response that's been. And the EPACs proved to be a thing because it yeah. was smart. Like trade in all of your digital copy based stuff and you'll get rewarded for other things and you have achievements. And that's the way I think was smart to collect, to get people involved in digital, to come mm -hmm. in and like, hey, I don't want it. I want physical, tangible cards. Okay, collect these digital ones that you can't and exchange something better that you can have as a digital card. Hey, have you pulled an autograph card out of a bot pack? Guess what? It's a real autograph card and we'll send it to you too. Right. Um, it, it, it's, it creates a, a new market of people that I think uh, like, wait a second, this isn't so bad after all. I, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I love it. And I think it's the first one. And as long as we continue to keep seeing what uh, Upper Deck puts out for AEW, and as long as AEW becomes a relevant thing in the wrestling card community, I mean, wrestling community, period. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's got a lot of potential for down the uh, years uh, to be, wow, I wish I was there when I would have gotten that. That's where the FOMO kicks in. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'm going to start buying up more stuff because I missed out on that first one, man. 
it's it's a good set. It's a I think it's a typical great looking uh, upper deck design. I mean, I it's kind of hard to find an upper deck des, uh, design that wasn't really good. I mean, there's always some winners and not so good winners, but on uh, all in all, they make some good designs. So it's a great looking card set. And again, yeah. I'm not I'm not speaking like some kind of mark of AEW mark. I just we talked about this release for so long, for so much time. We knew it was coming and was coming and was coming. And it hit. We talked about it, how the market was reacting. Then the blaster, we, we talked about that. We're talking about digital a little bit now from that stuff. It's all been a hit after hit after hit for them. And I think it's, it's the first. I don't care if it's mass produced. Um, it's still limited compared to other sports. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got nothing to uh, go but, uh, but up. Really, I, I really do. Um, we're keeping track of it with, uh, with you know, for Price Guy, with Paul. And um, yes, box prices are flattened out right to where they're kind of at, at that $200, $250 uh, price point. Uh, sets came down like we thought they would. Once the, the blasters came out and digital came out, which people say, oh, well, digital came out. I saw the prices go down. Why? You're going you're gonna to go out and how are you getting your base cards printed up? Because you can't. They're digital only. Right. Yeah, you got to upgrade for golds. If anything goes down, the gold sets go down. Um, but people uh, seem to like uh, the prices kind of went down. They were seventy-five to a hundred bucks or more, asking for base sets, trying to recoup their box prices, right. I guess. And now they're selling around the forty-five dollar price point, forty forty-five dollars a piece, and lower in some cases. I think my favorite thing about this set is just bringing the new eyeballs. Like. 100 I, I do like watching aew i think it's one of the um you know kind of taking a sidebar here i think it's one of the more entertaining wrestling products on tv um i don't necessarily it, it's not there's too much flip flying and and you know super kicks for my style personally but as an overall like presentation it's fun like if it's someone's just, not getting bladed by a tube you don't care for it <laughs> no 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 that's I, no that's not true i'm kidding i, I, I want to totally see kidding. Uh, my favorite stuff is like you know seeing bruiser brody just kick <laughs> people in the face like like just that hard-hitting stuff like i love it which which we've seen with like moxley versus daniel bryant or brian Dan- whatever his name is now. <laughs> um, so just call him, we'll call him Sybil. go ahead <laughs> <laughs> anyway um We've both seen it. Just the new people coming into yeah. the hobby through this product because they're such huge AEW fans. And then, you know, as you said, on the flip side, we had a lot of people like, oh, it shouldn't be selling for this price or those cards aren't worth it because, it, and you know, that's, that's their opinion. And I personally don't care. Like I'm not collecting it. If you can see the video version somewhere behind there above the Dundee award in between Turbo Man and Karrion Cross and Scarlet, yeah. uh, there's a stack of hobby boxes that I have not opened and I've sold a couple and I don't plan on opening. It's because I know people are going to want these down the road. Mm-hmm. It's the first edition, as you said. People are going to want to go back and be like, "Oh man, I need to get those first edition ones." And and, and they're marked first edition, right? <laughs> right. And I just think you know it, this is one of those situations where it doesn't matter what I think about the set, the wrestling product, or any of that. It's what everybody else thinks, and sometimes mm-hmm. I think the best. You collect what you love collect what you like right but sometimes you have to th- stop and put your ego to the side and buy what other people like to collect and you know really put some um logic into your purchases your plans and what you're doing that's kind of how i go about a lot of things so i just you know food for thought out there if anybody's um want to talk want is not really into this next thing we're going to talk about great transition that's what we do here <laughs> i think 2022 WWE Prism is going to be iconic. 
So you're 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 going. Our list consists of both uh, things. I mean, tw I mean, 2021 upper deck was already pretty. I mean, that's barely new. And then we're talking, uh, you know, 2019 all in or 2018 all in, whatever one you want to call it. But it's 2018. I'm telling you right now. Um, I believe you. It's a. Uh, um, this is something that hasn't even been released yet, and we're already going to tack it on to an I am. list. I am. This is also coming from the guy whose favorite set, and this will never change, is the 8283 All Stars. I 100% think this first prism set. I almost, I almost want to say the prices are going to out outpace anything else we've talked about. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that. Gold prisms, um, one of ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these, like you know, just the low numbered stuff. Checklist is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's it's a home run product. Um, and again, I know sticker autos, but we said it auto, numerous autos times. aren't driving this product. No, and they haven't in the sports. The they haven't in sports either. Like it's all about the parallels, low numbered stuff, and about the checklist. Yep. So, um, but it, has, it's gonna... it, it, it definitely has a potential to be on the iconic list like that. And I, I would, I tend to agree with you that if everything plays out exactly how we've been talking about it and discussing, and there's no reason why it shouldn't, um, you know, ten years from now, people are gonna be like, "You want ten grand for a box of prisms like that?" You know, I don't even understand. Like it's it's in, in those terms and thinking like that at an 800 price point or a thousand dollar price point it's, it's grossly undervalued already yeah already yeah and I, now i understand if people are in a life situation where they're like oh that's too expensive or mm -hmm. i only ripped product like i get it like that yep. okay like that logic makes sense if you're fully admitting that but mm -hmm. uh for the people who are just flat out saying it's too expensive just no forward thinking on that whatsoever no. they're not they're not thinking ahead but um i yeah it, it's weird that we're we're going out and saying that this could be an iconic set before it's even released but i just i, I got a good feeling about it even with the um your thoughts even with your with um the announcement about when we recorded this you know obviously the fanatics deal yeah i mean uh let's i like, think i i think for me personally i think that fanatics deal only intensifies this product and how important it's going to be because we we have a an actual we, we have we have a, a map we know this is limited it's already a limited sector of the trading card community is wrestling right now we're going to have prism which is you know still i don't care how much they print trust me they're not printing as much wwe prism as they would any other sport prism <laughs> um that's going to be limited and now we know we have a limited time frame in which we can purchase prism product on top of that, this is the first time that I can ever remember spe people specifically can be going in for prospecting because they've got that rookie card shield. Yep. Nini has designated, and I think they got it right, that most of the people they're putting the rookie card logo on, most of them that is technically their first card. We've got Braun Breaker being like one of the big names. I mean, when is yep. the last time a wrestling product came out? that had someone's first card in it that you knew people were actually going after that. Like they do in sports. It's super exciting to me. And I'm just yeah. excited to see what happens with it. Me too. I don't, I don't probably won't be buying any boxes of any kind for that product, but I definitely be keeping my eyes on it. And if one falls in my lap or something comes by and I'll go, you know what? I'll take it. I might. And I, real quick too, um, on speaking of that, just wait, like this is going to be released in different versions. There's probably going to be blasters or hangers. So many different variations or, of this pro right. product. So just because you can't afford a hobby box, 
I still think it's going to be equally as important to go out and get the blasters or the packs or whatever you can find of this initial first release for WWE Prism. Just just buy it, hang on to it, or buy it, sell it, and then buy something for your own collection. A lot of yep. things to do, but just I, I think I think it's interesting that um, you know, here I am picking the modern stuff and I don't know me personally, but I think this the show as a whole, I think we maybe people think we tend to go on the vintage side of things or the older stuff. So um, putting my money where my mouth is guys, I think this is going to be one of the biggest wrestling card sets ever. Yeah, I agree. And I don't really think that we're, I think we do a pretty decent job and I hope that people who listen or watch the video version of this um, can let us know. I mean, I think we do a pretty decent job covering all eras of wrestling cards, really. I mean, we, I mean, we don't go back to, you know, pre-war type stuff and talk about that. Um, I'd love to have somebody on, on a round table or something like that, or discuss even on our own individual channels, mm-hmm. just like that, to talk about stuff to help educate not only myself, even though I do, I do archive the information and I did buy quite a bit of that stuff, you know, when I was collecting have where all those, you know, a lot of stuff came from, from WTC with my commercial collection, but um, I'd love to be able to have more information about that, but we do a pretty decent job, I think, across the board on covering what people consider vintage when it comes to like the, you know, uh, 70s magazine type cards and the 82 sure. All-Stars and everything up to the current stuff. We talk about all kinds of stuff. I mean, I really think we do. We try. Bit, I mean, we try. people think we don't. I want to know about it. I mean, I just kind of get that vibe from some people I've talked to. Like, uh, you know, it's a but let's face it. I mean, in the hobby as a whole, it's generally a modern driven thing. It is. It really and is like that. Like. And I, you know, I've said it several times. I said it on this show, like from a wrestling perspective, I like the eighties and nineties stuff a little bit better in the talents and the wrestling all-star set. That's not because I think, Oh, the wrestling back then was so much better. Like I fully understand that that's what I like, but you know, things have to change and evolve. And that's kind of where we're at today. That's yeah. okay. No problem. Different perspectives, uh, different, you know, it's a buffet. Everybody's got to have different things. So that's what we try to do. Just bring in a variety of perspectives, variety of topics, variety of sets, uh, hopefully a variety of entertainment. And yeah, that's what we're here to do is just try to entertain you guys, get the information out there. Thank I you am not the- your monkey. Oh, I'm my. not your entertainment monkey. Wait, do you, have, do you have monkeys running the printing presses there? Are they the ones boxing up all that Intel stuff? It is. Um, it's surprising how easy it is to train a monkey. <laughs> And on that note, let everybody know where they can find you. They can find me and my employees and monkeys. Don't disclose uh, the location of the printing press. Oh, of course I won't. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's surprising how much work can get done for on bananas. Um, it's uh, You can find everything you want to know on uh, at wrestlingtradingcards.com. Uh, at the bottom of every page is a link to all of our social media uh, 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 accounts. And if you have any comments or questions like that, uh, want to direct anything to me directly, find any uh, errors or have uh, additions that need to be done for any checklist you come across. Hell, if you've got images, I am I'm looking for all low number images. If you got one on ones, I would love to have flat, high res scans, not digital with your cell phone type pictures but uh, some kind of a scanned image of uh, your one-on-ones because we are actively adding images to all the checklists now like they used to be. Uh, I got Chuckster working his little fingers off to the, de- uh, to the bone. Uh, he's doing such a f- fantastic job uh, doing all the stuff on the back end of, uh, uh, for the photos. But um, yeah, I just uh, contact us that way uh, using the contact uh, us link at the site and um, 
yeah, I'm open to anything now. So I used to be like, when we first start recording these things, like no one ever could messages me, man. They all talk to you. No one talks to me. And, and now it's like, you know what? I don't care. Come talk to me. I, I'm openly welcoming you. Come talk to me. You got a question? You want something like that? I don't know. I'm just going to send you this in anyways. I do the same <laughs> thing. If I don't know, I send somebody to Tony or send somebody to Chuckster or Paul. Yeah, or Exactly. So, all right. You can find everything I'm doing. Uh, let's see wrestling with cards on youtube that's the main hub that's where most of my stuff is kind of directed towards that's where i started everything at zan morning on all social platforms uh, check the link the easiest thing to do on top of that if it's easier for you listening check the show notes to this everything tony's talked about everything i've talked about everything we're involved in is in those show note links they're both on Linktree, so you can just click and see all the different links we're doing please support us however that is whether that's uh, the first thing we ask you to do is subscribe because if you're already listening, uh, it takes two seconds, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review. If you think this show's good, or if you like all of our other shows, tell somebody about the show, say, Hey, do you like wrestling? Do you like wrestling cards? Come listen to these guys. They're putting out free content, audio form, video form all over the place. And, uh, yeah, you should support these guys. If you like wrestling cards or you're getting into and you're not sick cards. of us yet i mean I, i'm sick of us but you don't have to be some, sick of us yeah I'm, I'm sick i'm sick of uh being wrong sometimes tony oh, calling no. me out for being wrong i can't be wrong i'm always right i'm sorry yeah rule number one i'm always right rule number two when i'm wrong <laughs> see rule number one <laughs> man i'm oh. glad i'm not one of those monkeys working for you over there with that with bananas dude bananas <laughs> <laughs> telling you it's keto right. monkey's heart <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right we better shut this down thank you, you guys for it, listening again uh thank you for the, all the support we get reach out <laughs> if you got any questions dms are open for both of us uh, i'm sure we've got our email addresses out there please subscribe if you're liking this and until next time enjoy wrestling and keep collecting cards we'll see you